Welcome to As We Understand Him, a weekly coffee chat exploring a deeper relationship with God as we understand Him. You can download As We Understand Him weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at As We Understand Him Podcast. For additional information, to hear episodes, and to access resources and writings, please visit our website, asweunderstandhim.coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys trying to figure out the God thing, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Caffeine, please. Hey, absolutely, man. We're trying to figure out the God thing, but one thing I know, uh, morning, Mike. Good morning. Is, is um, I got the coffee thing figured out. Oh, you do? Yeah. T- talk to me. I just need more. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, that that's another that's another podcast. That's it. Just need yes. more. What, another podcast on morism? Yes, morism. Oh, I get it. Oh, my goodness. I get it, man. I get it. I get it. Well, so, we'll man, more. you, you, like you got a bunch of notes this morning. Yeah, What's, you know, I'm, what really, in the world? I'm, I'm really stoked. Well, we'll get into that in a second. I'm really stoked. But uh, a couple of weeks ago, you brought up our logo, which I thought was mm-hmm. really good. And the one thing that I'm just so reminded of is... I love the stains. Yeah, me too. I, it, that That's the thing. The little droplets from the coffee, like like the coffee cup stain, it just signifies to me or represents that my hand shook. I mean, my my cup was never on my saucer without a mess. That was just me, man. Mm-hmm. I, it was it was just me, and uh, and now, you know, I'm still I'm still a mess, but but I'm a more organized, cleaner mess. If that makes yeah, sense. you know, I, I'm all those stains, and <clears throat> yeah, it just says that. I mean, hey, it, it wasn't a one-time thing, right? That coffee mug has been down. It's been through some stuff, been through some challenges, been through some some spills, right? There's a couple different stains. You know, and then there's God just kind of scribbled in the middle because, you know, maybe we're not confident, right? Maybe we don't use the big black Sharpie, right, you know. Yeah, and, right. and, God, in, with an exclamation mark. Or calligraphy because that's a biblical type of, you know, right, it looks right. biblical, right? Yeah. All that bullshit. Mm-hmm. But it looks like, you know, hey, man, we're trying to figure out this God thing. Like the O doesn't really, you know, it's kind of, you know, and then we got a question mark, yeah, right? But the coffee mark. looks good, though. Coffee looks great. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So what's up, man? Let's talk we're about rooted. We're doing yeah, some more rooted. right. So Love I cannot stuff. believe that we are where we're at already. Like I'm week nine. I mean, uh, I think this God, is a great nine. idea on your part because it was so impactful for me to do the rooted thing, and it was a ten week commitment. And I thought, all right, ten weeks, no big deal. You know, um, what I didn't, what I didn't see in the brochure is how it would impact me uh, at my core because each week was a topic that really. You know, I had to, I had to figure, I had to figure out. You know, I right. Had some, so I had some questions. So week nine, we'll yeah. just sum, summarize it here real quick. Right. And <clears throat> so let's just go through the five days. You, you got a bunch of. I got one page, but I got a, it's a bunch <clears throat> of scribble. Okay, man, it's intimidating. Okay, it's intimidating. All right, all right man. So do, do you want to go with that, or do you want to no. go with the recap? No, let's go with the recap. All right. So then, will your notes feed into the recap? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> Just trying to be the organizer here, man. All right, right, all right. It's my spiritual gift. That's right. Turn the lights on. All right, day one, getting the word out. Mm -hmm. You know, what's the biggest challenge hitting you in the face, telling your story, your spiritual story with somebody? Right. And and you know what? I backed up on that on day one because Mm -hmm. because the question that I had to ask myself was, what am I afraid of? Um, You know, the topic is why should I tell others? What am I? What am I afraid of? What's What's the downside? What am I? What I had to figure out what my greatest fear was in telling other people about this great gift that I have. You know, it's like it's like the stock market, right? So, so I come to you and I tell you, Glenn. You know, I I just made ten thousand dollars 
on this chip company out of wherever and it's the best you got to get into it i think it's going to go up another ten thousand dollars in value i got to get into it i'm stoked about that well you just said you you hit the nail on the head Mm. um what am i afraid of so so for me um the example you just gave Mm -hmm. hit the nail on the head because what you just said is you had proof i had proof and you said it with confidence, mm-hmm. and you say you had confidence because you had proof. And guess what? Why don't I have the same confidence? Why don't I have the same authoritative confidence when it comes to talking about my relationship with Christ? I'll tell you why I didn't. Okay, talk to me. Because I would go to the spiritual pool and I put my toe in and I leave, hmm. and then I, you know, go back and you know somebody would invite me to church, or whatever. I put my elbow in and then I leave. Mm-hmm. I started to get confidence. When I dove in the deep end and I stayed in the deep end, I took my life preservers off and I said, I'm going all in. Mm-hmm. And then I started to unlearn a bunch of the shit I grew up with. And then I started to learn a new way of looking at things, living things. I started to live it. And I started to be in the pool with other guys who were learning how to swim. And they so showed you me. Ha- you couldn't help but talk about the water. Right. I mean, you couldn't talk. You, you talked about swimming, right? right? You looked at how what they did. And I'm going to try that, and I'm going to try this. So I started to see proof, and I started to see confidence, and 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 then I started to tell. Mm-hmm. Then I could tell other people. But for me, my example was, you know, all the spiritual people in the pulpit growing up, right. or the people in the purple hats mm-hmm. growing up. And, and they were so elevated. I'm like, I'm not at that level. I will never be at that level. Therefore, I can't share. Mm-hmm. What I have found today is confidence in being able to say, hey, Mikey, I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. But I really know what I know. Mm-hmm. And I'm confident in what I know. And I'm still trying to figure a lot of this stuff out. Right? Just like Brian says on the beginning of our podcast, two guys who are trying to figure out the God thing. Mm-hmm. We don't have it figured out. Mm-hmm. We, we don't profess in these purple robes that we're the ones. Right? Right. And, and, and so I think that has given me confidence. A, I have seen proof. You know, it's just like that stock trade. Mm-hmm. You had proof. You had proof. Right. So, so, so let me ask you this. Do you ever care what they think about you? Like, like haven't you ever heard, and I'm, I'm just airing my own dirty laundry here, but haven't you ever heard people bash religion, right? Absolutely. They bash, so I've got specific people in my life that have bashed religion uh, verbally to me. And, and then I'm like, well, well I guess I'm not going to tell them about my religion, my spiritual journey, you know, and because I, because I'm fearful of what the retort is going to be, what the response is going to be to me. So, I have, that's a good question. So I have learned not to care what the retort there is. There you go. You can't argue with facts, right. right? But what I, in those situations, what I mm. do is I Love just that. I just humbly say, hey, look, I understand your perspective. You know, hey, you know what? I, I feel the same way about religion. You know, I'm not really a religious guy. I'm more of a spiritual guy, right? Mm-hmm. I don't believe all the rules and all the, you know, and, and, and I just had a conversation with a family member this past week mm-hmm. and because um, they they made a comment that you know hey i seem to be really into the 
the God thing, mm-hmm. you know. I said, yeah, but I said, let me qualify it. And, and Was it an insult or a compliment? More of a curiosity. Okay. Right? So people notice I live differently. Right. Right? And and so they, they made this comment. And, and so I I made the, the line about religion, and, and I know that they're religious, right, versus spiritual. And when I look at religion, I think, in, in fact, I've heard a great saying, right, people like religion. No. Um, yeah. People are into religion because they're afraid of going to hell. Mm-hmm. Spirituality. Spirituality is for people that have already been to hell. Right. 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 And, and, and that's my story, and I've shared enough of my story. But, um, but, but I look at religion. In fact, we, we did an episode on why I hate religion, but I love right. Jesus. Right. Right. And, and so I, I didn't make a comment. I'm like, a lot of religions are man-made rules. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they took offense to that. So they actually, while I was sitting there, they did research on Google about who makes the rules in their religion. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it was man-made. It was a board of organization. It was, and, 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 and I said, I said, hey, I understand you guys do this in your religion. Show me where that's in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I understand you guys do this in your religion. Show me where that's in the Bible. You know? And they're like, well, it's more, you know, rituals. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, they're man-made. You, you can't argue with what I just said. They're right. man-made. Right. right? <clears throat> so I've got a level of confidence today, you know, and, and that makes all the difference in the world. Well, here's the epiphany I just had, right? Or at least the this brain got shattered a little bit or rattled a little bit here. People notice that you're living differently, right? Yep. So, so the question that Mike asked Mike is, do people notice you're living differently? I know my head in my head I'm different, but are in my actions am I different? Am am I living enough differently where somebody would come to me and say, "Wow, you're really doing this God thing," right? So I, I, I so I would say right. I, I would say I it's the same thing with sobriety, right? When we talk about sobriety, See, but I live that. You, it's hard for you to read the label on your own jar, right. right? So inside your head, I think that's going to be a challenge for you to figure out, right? Right. I agree. But I think input from others, mm-hmm. and I've given you input, and other people have given you input. You're right. a different guy today than, than right. you were three years ago. Right. You know, clearly. Absolutely. So one of the things is, um, you know, I'm not sure where we're at with, with, with your notes, but, you know, our, our church had a sermon, and I thought it was one of the coolest things in the world because I'm intimidated. Mm-hmm. Right, I don't have a lot of Bible verses. I'm although I won all the Bible drills growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I always memorize the most scripture, but I'm not a scripture thrower. Mm-hmm. Right, and 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 so our church had a sermon on how to share God mm-hmm. on a napkin. I remember at that. Starbucks. Right, 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 right. And and so it was really cool, down to earth. It was like, hey man, you know, it was almost like the story of the the, the thief on the cross, mm-hmm. right? It was mm-hmm. that simple, right? And it wasn't some big no. message and fourteen page outline, and it wasn't all that. I mean, it was very simple. And and so we did that in one of our Monday night groups, mm-hmm. and and we we looked at it, and then we actually did a um, role play, mm-hmm. right? So we broke off in two sure. guys. And, and tried and, to do it on a napkin. Explain right, and we did it on a napkin, napkin right? right? Let's practice right. it, right? right? And, you know, so you're not doing, you know. Right. And you know, it's like a lot of times you have thoughts, mm-hmm. but to speak those thoughts is, is a totally different game, mm-hmm. right? And it's funny. Here's, here's a room full. I think we had 10 guys, and so we had five pairs. And 
these are five, these are ten guys that have been through life together. I mean, right. we are not embarrassed or ashamed to, right. to say we had diarrhea this morning. Right. We're just not. Right. We we share life. Right? right. And yet, I was paired with this dude Joe, and and we were both. Absolutely, it was like blah 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 blah. Right. I mean, I had. I'm a public speaker. I don't have any problems speaking. I mean, I and I was stuttering. Right. This stupid stuff. Right. Right. And and it was so that really spotlighted that hesitation to tell a story. Right. I love that because because the story is simple, really, and I think the tendency that. I come from is I want to overcomplicate it and get into the intricacies of the salvation story when it's really that simple. You know, when I was, uh, when I was growing up, I think I told you this story before Glenn, but you know, when I was growing up, I was walking through a parking lot. I was probably eight years old, nine years old at the time, going over to a friend's house. We lived out in the kind of prairie area. And so I'm just walking through a church parking lot and this lady stopped me and she presented the, Bible story, the, the story of salvation, with just a little packet of colored cards, right? Well, wow. just colored cards. They were black and red and blue and white and green and yellow. I mean, was and this a track? What, what? It, it, it had no words on it. No, wow. She just said, black represents sin, Mike. Yep. And she said, the red represents the blood of Christ. Blue is the black baptism. White is the purity. Green is the growth phase. And then yellow is heaven. And all you have to do is walk down that path. It was so. It was like the napkin I've never heard thing. Of that. Yeah, it was like the napkin thing simple. you said the other day. Simple. It's really simple. I think I tend to overcomplicate. Well, here's you know, I love that. Um, and 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 so I was talking to this person about their religion, and and I'm like, you know what? I said there's a lot of there's a lot of, you know, details. Yes. I'm trying not to say what the religion is, but, um, but you know, a lot of details, a lot of to do's, right. There's a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I said to her, I'm like, look, I said, I think of simplicity. And I said, first of all, and, and she's like, well, why don't you, you know, I'm like, look, I, I, I try to follow the Bible. Right? right. And, and I said, I think of the simplicity and she goes, well, what do you mean by simplicity? I'm like, like what I know is the thief on the cross that was next to Jesus getting crucified. Mm-hmm. What I know is that, you know, he recognized who Jesus was. He believed in Jesus. He asked for forgiveness of his sins. And he was in heaven that night with Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's what I know. There was none of the other stuff. Right. He didn't have to say this or have to do this or have to sign up for this class or have to pay for this or have to do this. <laughs> there was none of that. Right. Zero. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so that is my description is this is That's pretty simple. a simple path. Right. This is man-made shit. Mm-hmm. And I probably was too forceful. But, I mean, that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. There, there's nothing... And, and and then if if you have to happen to live a little longer than the dude on the cross lived, mm-hmm. right? Then it's how do I live mm-hmm. like I love Jesus, right. like I'm a believer in Jesus, and that's the hockey player. That's right. Story, right? Right. right. I mean, if I if, if if I go out that afternoon and start stealing again and being a thief, 
did I really mean what I said while I was on the cross? That's right. right. The right. got off the cross. Now so. you've complicated it. Right. Yeah. Right. You know. So, so I don't know. I like uh, I like day three. Uh, they said, "What would I be without Christ?" And you know that that goes back to I mean just my journey. What what would my life be if I wasn't a believer in this simple story, right? In this simple salvation opportunity. What would my life? What would I, I'd be? I'd be a dead man, I believe. Well, we we both be dead. We'd we, be dead. We, I mean, we don't have to. The, we don't have to question that. No, we don't have. We, we, we know the, what our we path were on the was. Fast track yeah. to death. I mean, we. I was in hell. Right. Right. I was in hell on earth. Yeah. My, I mean, just I was absolute hell, and yeah. I had. I mean, I had. You know, it wasn't some day I had some big lightning bolt epiphany. Frankly, I started going to the church and started believing and unlearning and learning because I didn't have any other choice. Right. And right. I, literally, in my mind, said. I'm going to go all in. Nothing else has worked. Isn't that like the greatest gift you ever got, though? That gift of surrender. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I literally said that, yeah. and and so, all right. So yes. we we have to talk about my favorite topic. Okay, talk the bullhorn. Oh yeah, you love the bullhorn, right? I it, don't love the, the question. Bullhorn. Is why should we tell others? That might be the most effective way. Is getting on a milk crate on the corner of Jackson. In Madison, and hollering out about the <clears throat> the gift that you've been given. What's wrong with that? So, well, all right. So, so let's tear that apart. So, the first time I ever saw that mm-hmm. was in college. So I went to Liberty University, and I went for business. But there are a lot of people there to go to preacher school and you know missionary mm-hmm. school and stuff, which is great. I mean, that's what they're into. I wasn't into that. I was there for business. But yeah, the Still, you know, right. walk shoulder to shoulder with the preacher boys. And and they had this thing. I remember Saturday afternoons, the vans would line up. And you get your milk crates and your bullhorns. You had to make sure the batteries were fresh. The nine, you know, those big yeah, cell, nine, yeah, cell right. batteries, sure. you know, the big square ones. Right, right. You had to make sure they were all fresh and new and charged up in the bullhorns. And, and then they would go down on the streets of Lynchburg. And it was a strategic. Where are you going this week? Where are you going this week? How many were there last week? Right? And and they would stand on their milk crates with their bullhorns and preach about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the night, they'd all get together and say, how many people did, did you talk to? How many converts did you have? Mm-hmm. How many? It was all, all ego-driven. Mm-hmm. It was all pride, self-pride. How effective was I? You know, God, you know, and, 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 and yet, there was no self-awareness. Because mm-hmm. if there was self-awareness, they would sit there and realize what people's faces look like as you're screaming at them on a, on, on a bullhorn. Mm-hmm. And, and there was a guy in our first rooted group who, who believed in the bullhorn. Mm-hmm. Um, and he believed in going up to people at McDonald's and just, you know, t- taking a corner at Starbucks and just start speaking about Jesus. And, mm-hmm. and, and so, I mean... This is personal for me. I just don't think that's effective. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. don't. I think that Jesus on a napkin at Starbucks, one-on-one, I think living it as an example and then doing one-on-one, you know, I think, wins for me. Right. Um, but I was downtown Chicago, and there was a guy on a milk crate with a bullhorn screaming about Jesus, and I videotaped it. Mm-hmm. And, and I was 20 feet back, and I videotaped it, 
and the traffic mm-hmm. around this guy would would walk around, not sure, even get right, near him, right? Because right, right? right. nobody avoiding, wanted to do with that, avoiding, avoiding right. him, right? And then there was, you know, people's faces mm-hmm. and their reaction. Mm-hmm. And then there was, you could tell people were murmuring amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and at the end of the day, when I watched that video and actually showed that video, I think at the end of that experience, you push more people away than you brought people in. Right. Right. And it was it wasn't a loving it wasn't a loving embracing God and a loving forgiving message. Mm-hmm. It was Jesus freak. Right. Right. And it was thank God I'm not one of those. Yeah. And that's what I saw in the video. Right. Well, I think I think the the thing is is that it didn't even happen in biblical times like the chosen we watched the chosen right and there'd be like guys out there you know on milk crates in, in the middle of these little villages at least mm-hmm. that was depicted on the chosen right? right but the jesus followers they were feeding people they were, they were serving they were serving washing they, feet they weren't i mean yes there was there was a preach but it was after their needs had been met right 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 yeah i mean i just I don't think the bullhorn strategy, and, and I mean, that's just me. Well, let me ask you a question. Are, don't we have a bullhorn in our mouth right now? We do. Mm-hmm. The only difference is it's people are selecting yeah. to listen. They ask. We are I mean, not forcing right. us on them. Right. And I think on a bullhorn on a corner, you're, that, was a, that was a great question. I think you're forcing it on other people and this is not a a a relationship with jesus is not a forceable thing just like trying to force sobriety on somebody right doesn't work it doesn't work somebody has to somebody has you know we we carry the message Mm -hmm. and i think that's what we're doing we're carrying the message right right Right. what else you got all right no, it day seems five, like it's, day it's, four. I, I'm, I'm getting a sense that you That's like the why, bullhorn. No, no. Do you like the bullhorn? No, I don't like the bullhorn. I, I think it's uncomfortable. I think, yeah. I think look, on, on the question of That's like day going three, to a bar with a bullhorn and screaming about sobriety. Right, right, right. It's you get thrown out, man. It's but, ineffective. But day three reminded me what, what my life was before right. this. So now I've got a testimony I can give. It's not a... It's not technology. I'm not getting louder. I'm I'm getting more legitimate with the testimony. So do you of feel do you feel you have a good testimony yes, today? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I'm, I'd be dead. So I'd how be dead without how are you sharing that testimony? I'm doing it right now. Yes, you are. Yeah, and and I'm okay with that because people can click on the podcast. They can click off the podcast. You know, if they're not ready, um, look, I wasn't ready, but. I was in a position where, like you, I needed something else, and something else came my way. And I just think if people are open and willing to have something else come their way, that it can come their way, and then they'll have a podcast eventually saying that they'd be dead had their life not been touched by this good news. Yeah, I just, man, I'll just tell you, I, um, I think I have a testimony. Oh, yeah, you do. Um, Very strong one. You know, in fact, in fact, I think my my before, my sober story, and my spiritual story really tie in. Mm-hmm. But now my my ego, mm-hmm. right? Because now I, you know, I, 
couple of years ago, I was, I, was, I was talking to a guy, and I was trying to make a point that peace in my life is my greatest asset, mm -hmm. right? So I, so I said to him, I'm like, what do you think, looking at my life, what do you think my greatest asset is? Your story. And he looked at me and he said, your story. Yeah, absolutely. And I didn't th I'm like, that is a very powerful testimony, right? So now, now all of a sudden I'm like, well, I should go back to Liberty University. I can mm -hmm. talk to, you know, 30,000 students and mm -hmm. I can, you know, go back to the church I grew up in mm -hmm. and, you know, so this and this, right? And, but but, but I, think, I think the path that we've been on, right, and, and the faith to fact, mm -hmm. right, part of the journey, you know, I think it's worthy of telling others and that's what we're, that's what the Bible says to do. Right. Right. Can I, can I say something though? It's just overwhelming right now. All the detail of our testimony that we share mm -hmm. with people to just say, look, it, it impacted our life. You know, we're going to, we're going to be gone and generations from now, generations upon generations upon generations are probably not going to know the story of Glenn's salvation or Mike's salvation. But think about it. We no, have no detail other than the simple story of forgiveness from the thief on the cross. Mm -hmm. And in generations, generations, and generations, they're still going to be talking about the thief on the cross. What a legacy, an example, a testimony that his life was. It's amazing. I just heard that. I mean, that stuck probably in the last three months. It's really stuck out to me, yeah. right? And and so many times it's well you got to do this and you got to do this and you got to do this and 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 it's like wait a second a guy probably didn't know Jesus right no. right because so they didn't have social media back right, then right, right. probably didn't know Jesus and he was busy thieving not, yeah and, right and he was on the cross next to him and then he figured it out you know in, in a very quick short period right. of time right. and he became a believer and believed and he was in heaven that night. Yeah. Good stuff. So man, I, you know, I'll tell you what. Loves telling the story. I'm not. A, I'm not a big fan of the bullhorn, uh, but I'm. You know, I think being an example and trying to live and and. Well, that's my takeaway. You know. You're in the pool, and that was my takeaway from this morning. I mean, you're you're splashing around in that pool. You're different because you're in the water, and that's what I. That's what I need to work on. Yeah, a if you bit. knew me nine right. years ago, right? Oof. Yeah, big difference. Love you, man. I uh, love you too, brother. Good Thanks stuff. for having coffee, man. I love having coffee with you. All right. See you next All week. All right. See you, brother. Right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for today's coffee chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at asweunderstandhim.coffee. If sobriety is your desire and you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800 273 8255 or dial 988. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their personal experiences about their spiritual journey and their path to sobriety. Therefore, any medical, spiritual, or perceived suggestions are their own opinions and should not be considered professional advice. See you next week. <laughs>